Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 732. It always starts with people. You know, it's not really about cars. It's about people and now having that connection. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Frederick Osbo. Hey, Frederick, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm buckled up, ready, ready to do this. All right. As you always are, Frederick Osbo is a Formula Drift world champion whose nickname fits his talent, the Norwegian Hammer. He hails from Ski Norway and is known for his flat-out driving style. He's earned over a 100 podium finishes on three continents over the past decade with multiple championships, including Asia and the United States. Frederick holds the series record for the most wins scored by a driver in a single season, and he was named Fan Favorite of the Year three years in a row. His competition car is the Nexen Tire Toyota, sponsored by Rockstar Energy Drink, and he runs with the Papadakis Racing Team, which is the most winning team in Formula Drift history. I've got a champion on board here today. This is fun. So, Frederick, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career, your drifting, and of course your passion for automobiles? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a crazy ten years, huh? Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been it's been a, a lot of uh, things, a lot of stuff, a lot of traveling, a lot of racing, a lot of drifting around the world. But what's funny is when I was five years old, I actually didn't like cars. Even though I grew up around cars, um, I was into grassroots rally and rallycross. I went to the track with him, but I was more into uh, eating my mom's homemade buns and uh, <laughs> on my ass playing with Legos. But yeah. the day I turned six, it all changed. And I came home and I started drawing cars. I started building radio control cars. And from that moment on, it's been cars only <laughs> yeah and, uh, i was lucky enough to to race go-karts for a little bit between the age of 12 and 15 until we ran out of money and then i discovered drifting i sat up one night i i came across a video of a legend from japan katsuhiro ueo ripping up a toge a mountain hill climb in japan uh-huh. in an old toyota and, and i was sold right there and then and 10 years after i would battle katsuhiro ueo in the port of Long Beach. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's like a dream come true for a little kid. This whole story makes the hair stand up on my arms because many, many little kids are into cars and they just dream of racing or doing something around cars. And you made your dream come true. So we're going to learn a lot more about this as we move through. It's so exciting as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning, or in your case, getting the tire smoking here on Cars Yeah. So, Frederick, take the wheel. Well, I am Norwegian, and we are bordering Sweden. And ever since I grew up, my friends had this saying that, have, uh, that has stuck with me ever since. It's hold stumped. And that is a Swedish saying, and it means, directly translated, keep no slack, as in hold the gas all the way down, never lift, never give up. Ah. So it's, that, that holds several meanings for me, and uh, it's a saying that I use to this day. We put it on T-shirts, I put it on 
a dashboard in my car, say it to my friends. And when the, when the times get tough and when the, you know, when, when you really have to dig deep, that's when I really need that motto, you know, that's when I really need to think back to the tough times in the past and that we've always pushed through. And yeah, there's something to be said about never giving up, especially in racing. You know, this is a really common theme I have. I've had dozens of racers on the show here and every single one of them, their motto tends to be never, ever give up. So yours is a twist on that, but it means the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think with everything that can go wrong in racing, you know, you have a car put together by thousands of little pieces and there's so much that can break. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think a lot of races have been won by drivers in subpar vehicles. Uh, Nothing's really perfect. There's always something you could worry about. But I think the point is not worrying about that, dealing with what you have and uh, making it happen in the end. Well, your flat-out driving style that you're noted for certainly fits that motto. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Pedal to the metal, as they say. So very, very cool. I love that. Let's go back in time. You've alluded to this when you were five years old, transitioning to six. That story that instigated your passion for cars. So maybe go back and tell us what happened then that all of a sudden you switched from eating your mom's buns her roles, let's say it another way, they know what, what what you mean, to being a car guy and all of a sudden just being engrossed in cars and the whole rest of your life. That's been your chase. So what happened there? I think it started with being exposed to the big um, the big fan favorite at the time, Martin Shanky, who was a Norwegian rallycross driver. I got to see him live. I actually got to talk to him, wish him good luck. And then I had some physical connection there Mm -hmm. i actually knew someone or obviously i didn't know him but there's it always starts with people Mm -hmm. you know it's not really about cars it's about people and now having that connection i started getting into racing and after running out of money following our little go-kart career i took my scholarship i bought an old volvo i was you know driving around selling vacuum cleaners trying to make it happen i was practicing at night i closed down some some, you know, some streets where I would practice. And it went so far that my mom came came home one night and she was in tears. And some lady had told her, your son's probably not going to get old if he continues driving like that on the streets. Oh, so yeah. taking it then from the streets to the track was the smartest move I've ever done. Sure. From then on, it was uh, traveling around the, the Nordic region of Europe competing and eventually making it to the U.S. in 2008. Yeah, well, you just gone so far, so many. I mean, I looked over your list of wins. I'd be here for the whole show just listing them all off that you've done in this you know, since 2007 is really when everything really took off in those championships, but uh, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, nothing like putting tears in your mom's eyes to, to change a focus. Oh, yeah, you don't want to ever upset mom, that's for sure. Well, Let's talk a little bit more about these challenges, and this is a big part of Cars Yes. I always ask my guests for a big challenge or a big failure. You've chosen a career that is fraught with challenge, fraught with failure. You talk about cars, all the little bits and pieces that can go wrong. So take us to a really difficult time in your career. Walk us through it. But more importantly, what did that teach you, and how did you use that experience to uh, gain some more momentum and move forward? So in 2010, I had my rookie season in the U.S., and we were doing a round in Las Vegas. Um, really fun city, uh, obviously, and the track was was hairy. And with drifting being about trying to control a car that's essentially out of control, 
The judges want to see you getting really close to those concrete walls with the car in backwards, almost crash all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened to me is I crashed big time. I went in uh, full steam, whipped the car around, smashed into the wall backwards, lit the gas tank on fire. That was my first ever view of the interior. Engulfed in flames. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and my I, gosh. Ambulance and uh, it, it was it was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. But I happened there is i wanted it so much that i was just going for it with no i, I had tunnel vision you know yeah i, I thought about what i was doing and uh, just went for it uh, it didn't work out and i think that one episode taught me that i'm a guy that tends to want it too much i gotta step back a little bit you mm -hmm. have certain drivers that you need to motivate and then you have certain drivers that you need to hold back a little bit and i think i am the latter Especially at that time, you know, I mm -hmm. was young, fresh off the boat in the U.S., inspired by Baywatch, trying to make it happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll get you in trouble, that Baywatch. Exactly, totally. But <laughs> it, it was um, it was a big learning curve. And uh, I think they say that an expert is is a person that have done every single mistake you can in a specific field. And mm -hmm. uh, that, that one episode taught me a lot. Well, it's a matter of embracing failure, although in the case of racing, failure can be catastrophic. And it sounds like you had a very close call there when you're sitting in a vehicle full of flames, needing to get out and ending up in the hospital. But you know what your story reminds me of? I had a ex-Formula One driver, Tommy Byrne, on the mm. show. And yeah, they just came out with, they're about to come out with a movie about him called Crash and Burn. There's a book about that. There was a guy that was on the edge all the time with his driving, unfortunately with his life as well. And he shared that when he talked with me on the show, but also people, drivers like Gilles Villeneuve, who just pushed the, the envelope so mm. far with his driving. And you hear that with, with people in cars and people in life and business. They're pushing that edge and you got to know when to pull back a little bit or you get yourself in big trouble. So. Wow. Well, I'm sure glad that you learned a lesson there and you came out okay. That is scary, scary stuff. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when you realize, ah, this is the right path for me to head down and tell us the steps you took to turn that moment into a success. So following the rookie season in, in 2010, I got hired by essentially Toyota and uh, or Scion and Papadakis Racing. And Steph... Stefan Papadakis, the owner of Papadakis Racing, taught me so much about the back end of racing from the get-go. Mm. You know, what we're actually doing, what we're doing for these partners, what we're doing for the sponsors. He's taught me so much about running your team as a business and uh, and, and, and ticking all the boxes, really. So that, that's that been a big um, move for me is, is going from being a super hungry rookie with uh, no real plan or even backup plan to to being a seasoned competitor with uh with one of the best teams in the world yeah. so you know with racing being so expensive you have to get that it's going to be a team effort no matter what so becoming a true team player has probably been the the most important journey within all of this well you're very fortunate to have a, a team leader like steven that helped teach you and coach you and mentor you down the path because racing has become so much about that. We talk about that in our pre-show chat of self-motivating uh, yourself and promoting all your sponsors. Before I go to the next question, I'm going to let you do a shout out here for some of these sponsors because you've teamed yourself up with some pretty cool people. So who are your major sponsors that you'd like to throw some names out there for our listeners to hear about? 
Well, Rockstar Energy Drink has, uh, has been a big player with us for a couple of years now. We actually have a video coming out on the 27th, uh, just before the 27th season mm -hmm. starts. Oh, cool. We've been working with Toyota across the world for some while now, and um, we're, we're pushing the Nexen tires in, in here in the U.S. now. They're coming out with a great tire now, the Enfera. And you know these are these are big companies, right? So you know, for a small town kid from uh, <laughs> in Norway, this is uh, it's a big deal. Well, congratulations! Yeah, you've teamed up with some awesome, awesome brands, and I look forward to that video when it comes out. Make sure you send me a link; I'll put it on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah, and share it on all my social feeds. I can't wait to see it. Let's talk about a proudest career moment. You've had so many because you've won so many championships and voted best driver. I mean, all these things. But is there one in particular that stands out for you? Well, the big goal when I sat there at home looking at the footage from the U.S. 15 years ago was to win the U.S. championship. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was such a far-fetched dream that I didn't even dare to tell anyone about it. So winning the Formula Drift Championship and the World Championship with it in 2015 is the single biggest achievement. And it was so big that, you know, that winter, I, I, I kind of I had to step back and kind of, you know, refuel my fire. Right. And uh, I was able to do that. We came back swinging last year. But that was such a big dream come true, relief, all of that. So it's really hard to, you know, it's really hard to explain, but it makes everything else in your life diminish. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's well, when you finally get to the top of the mountain, what's the next mountain to climb then? Because when you get up there, now you've got all these people chasing after you. You've been chasing after all those other people. So how do you get yourself motivated to get to that next level? Is it, I don't think it's ever simple as I'm going to do it again, or is there something more after that that you've got to, fill your uh, coffers with i think that's when you see the the greats really shine you know is when they're able to refocus when is when you know when they're able to motivate motivate themselves for whatever's next and you know in drifting now you have guys with two three championships you have chris forsberg that is arguably the most winning driver mm -hmm. sitting on three championships now there's so much left to accomplish, and uh, with it being such a such a style-driven sport, we're essentially the action sport of motorsports. There's so much you can do and, and accomplish and and achieve. So, I am ready for another ten years. Uh, we're about to start off a new chapter this year, which I'm really excited about. And I, I think drift is a good place to be for yeah. sure. Well, you're having fun, and you're doing so well. And as you were talking, I was thinking about another. I, I love Formula One, so I often follow past greats and future greats. And Ayrton Senna was one of my favorites. And he had a great saying about the past. He said, the past is just data. I only see the future. And he was always looking ahead, just like a race car driver or a drifter is always looking ahead, not right in front of him. It's always way down the track to where they're going. So fantastic. Well, let's go back in time again. I'd love to hear about your first really special car. You mentioned that Volvo you bought where you were out there uh, practicing on the streets and finally had to take it to the track or you upset your mother too much. But uh, is there a special memory you can share? And what was that first special car? I think my first car ever was a BMW 2002 TII. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. And uh, I think that was my dad's dream car because he had a couple of those growing up and I was uh, almost brainwashed with that being the, the best car in the world, right? Yeah. So that started on that. I still love those cars. They're classics. Yep. Ended up building a BMW e- E30, the second generation 3 Series for my first drifting season. But the following year, we built a Supra, a Toyota Supra, and that was my first sponsor out in Europe, um, a uh, company called Japan Auto. Mm-hmm. They would bring in uh, older Japanese sports cars into into Europe. And uh, at the time, people would say, oh, the Supra can't drift. It's too heavy. It's too big. That's when I really looked into the data. I, I started breaking it down. And instead of listening to all all of these opinions, I started making my own. And that's been... I think one of my strengths moving on from that is instead of looking at looking at what looking at established truths, I I want to make my own. And it turned out that car was amazing. So uh, the Supra was a great chariot for our first seasons. We won in Abu Dhabi with it. We won in Europe with it. Uh, we won the Rookie of the Year title in the U.S. with it. And it's such a legendary name as well in the Toyota world. So uh, oh, yeah. so. That, that one, that one Toyota we call we call the car Chucky because it was brought back from the dead so many <laughs> times, uh, and he's still around, and he will be driven in this year's Formula Drift Pro Two by another Norwegian rookie. So the oh. the legacy continues. Chucky returns again. Oh my it's, gosh, that's cool. <laughs> I love that. Well, how about Sellers Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back? Maybe that E30, because that was my car. It was a Shadowline black standard BMW 3 Series that I just put in a bigger engine in with mm-hmm. my friends. And uh, it was such a sleeper, you know. It was a street car yeah. to begin with. And I would I would roam around at night. I would leave some, uh, leave some guys in the dust with it on the streets and stuff like that. And that car, you know, held a special place in my heart. It was, it was basically what started it all. Well, the E30s are cool. There's a large group around the country here racing those, kind of in a vintage-type series, uh, yep. sem- semi-pro-type group. There's a lot of them up here in the Pacific Northwest. A lot of my friends drive them. They're very cool cars, so mm-hmm. definitely iconic in that sense. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit more about what's coming up this year. So share with our listeners what you have planned this year. What has you excited and fired up? We are building a new car. For Formula Drift, and uh, after you know flying the Scion flag for five six years in Formula Drift, we're now moving on to a new chassis. I wish I could tell you what it is. Uh, Ooh, I can tell you okay, you one of those. Yeah. Uh, but it will be launched and debuted very soon. Okay, uh, the Papadakis Racing Team. They've been cranking along all winter, uh, making it ready. And I actually had my first test fit. Yesterday, I flew into California again. We're going to be on track in Long Beach in just a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, obviously the goal is to shake down the car, make it work. But we are here to uh, we're here to do as good as we can on track, and we want to we want to keep it all going and then continue delivering on track this year. Well, we'll look forward to that new car. Now, when is the first uh, public event or big first big racing event, drifting event that uh, people can look forward to? Last week or March, it would be the 29th uh, through the 31st okay. of uh, March in Long Beach. Uh, it's the GP track. We're on track the weekend before the IndyCar uh, race. So it's it's always a great season opener. It's a tight downtown course. It's yeah. kind of Monaco of the U.S., oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
so that's that's a that's a great season opener for drift and you know to fill to be able to fill the streets of long beach with smoke and these cars are now producing thousands of horsepower it's a pretty unique feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember going to Long Beach watching the F1 race way back in the mm. 70s. They ran those cars there. It was so much fun, and what they're doing now is the same kind of thing. It definitely is the Monaco of the U.S. for sure. It'll be exciting to see what you can do there. Very, very cool. And obviously, there's a, a place to go, a website to go, where listeners can follow you and all the different events. Where would that be? So the official series website would be FormulaD.com. Uh, that would be your one-stop for everything related to the series. Obviously, all the drivers and myself included, we're on, you know, all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of that. I would be under my name, Frederick Alspo. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff to learn about drifting because it's such a young sport, but it's now becoming a really big sport. So there's a lot of engineering prowess and a lot of, of uh really cool stuff being built and and my team owner again Steph Papadakis he he posts some really cool stuff that that's being built in house so whether you're into the competition side of it the, the personality side of it or the technical side of it there's a lot of content to be discovered Absolutely. You know, the sport has come such a long way from the uh, beginning days of uh, a bunch of uh, wild kids in a parking lot making a lot of smoke and noise to the professionalism that's involved today and the kinds of cars. That's why I can't wait to see the car that you guys are building and what you've done. So very exciting. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Frederick. If you were a car, what kind of car would Frederick be and why? <laughs> hmm. Well, are you asking what I would like to be or what car I would probably be? No, this is all about how you perceive yourself. We all would love to be some sexy, sleek Italian car, right? And you may fit that mold, but this is more of how you perceive yourself manifested into an automobile. Um. I mean, as much as I, I may be a station wagon or something like that, <laughs> I think I would like to be, I would probably say a Supra. Okay. Because the Toyota Supra is not a it's not a hyper car by any means, but it's a it's a solid um you know, heavy hitter that's become a legend in the car world and uh it, it's a well-built car. And as a Leo, I guess I would I would prefer <laughs> to be a Supra. There you go. I like that. Very well said. Well, Frederick, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me 
with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Frederick, we are back and we're entering that last lap. That's when uh, I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers, something you are very good at, blipping the throttle. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I think the best advice I've ever received is to not overthink it. You know, the, it's a symphony of, of car parts and driving and inputs and everything else that needs to come together. Uh, on track. So when you overthink things, it tends to complicate it. Trust your instincts, don't overthink it, and let it just happen. Absolutely. Reminds me of the uh, KISS acronym, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> so, or as I say, silly, but uh, yeah, don't overthink it. Great advice. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I'm very thorough. I'm, I'm into the details and uh, I, um, I'm an obsessed nerd, really. You know? <laughs> sports, it's uh, to people on the outside, it looks flamboyant. It looks like uh, crazy drivers out on track, leaving it all on the line. But in reality, it's a lot of very strict focus into what you do. And drifting, in, in specifically, is a lot more about precision than being crazy and rowdy. Right. So I, I think. I think I fit into the sport decently well because I, I really know my suspension designs. I really know uh, where I want to take it next. There, there are a lot of things in the sport I don't know. You know, I'm not a good mechanic. I'm not a good engine builder, uh, nothing like that. But in terms of, of trying to look into what's next, how do you excel? How do you, you know, stay ahead of the competition? How do you learn from what these other guys are doing and take it to the next level? Right. I'm very focused and, and driven with that. Absolutely. One of the things that I've noticed with drifting is at first glance, it's just guys going fast on the edge, out of control all the time. But then when you really analyze it, you think, no, nobody's mm. out of control here. Everybody is in very, very tight control of where their car is and knowing where all those corners are all the time. You guys simply amaze me because I just think, oh my gosh, how do they do that over and over and over and over again? Seat time, I think, is the answer there. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources these days, but is there one in particular that you'd like to share? I think Instagram, because Instagram is now coming up as a, as a great tool for people to, to stay connected to the sport, stay connected to whatever is going on. It's quick and easy. And, uh, you know, the every little photo there, every little glimpse into what's going on behind the scenes can be something truly unique. And uh, we make it a point to try and share what we're doing. Uh, again, my team owner is doing a great job of that. 
So I think the number one tool to try and stay in touch with the teams and the drivers alike would probably be Instagram. I would agree. I love Instagram and they've been coming out with some cool new stuff. Last year they came out with their stories where you could put videos on there that would show up for about a day. Now they have that new, uh, not sure what it's called, but it's a stack of images you can put in one mm. posting, which is cool. They just launched it last week. So, uh, it's kind of a new tool, but yeah, I love Instagram too. Obviously you have Instagram account under Frederick Osbo, right? A-A-S-B-O. That's correct. Absolutely. And I've got one too with cars. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you listeners out there, check out Frederick's Instagram account. It is very cool. Nice way to follow what he's doing. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, this is a good one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be with uh, some of the greats, maybe some of the old school racing drivers from the 70s or 80s or even 90s. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned Ayrton Senna, but I'm thinking maybe more like Hans Stuck or, you know, these guys that have seen it all. They they were there for Trans Am in the States. They may have hailed from Europe. They've been racing in DTM. You know, they've... uh, I have a feeling they have some stories to uh, to share. Oh, yeah, you think? Hans Stuck, talk about, in essence, a drifting driver, if you will, with all his rally prowess and driving yep. and so forth. I would love to have him as a guest on the show. He would be a wonderful guy to sit and talk with. So, well, we'll both have to uh, put that on our goals list to be able to sit down with Hans and uh, learn some things from the master at the wheel. He certainly is. Now about a book. Is there a book you've read that you think the Car Show listeners would enjoy? So there's a lot of, um, of you know, car related in automotive literature out there. But mm-hmm. I think one book that helped me change my dreams was The Five-Hour Workweek by oh. Tim Ferriss, which is not really automotive related, right. but it's a, it's a lesson in life. It's about how to uh, become more efficient. It's how to, to do basically what you have been doing throughout a week uh, nail all that stuff in you know in in five hours really so that you can focus on other things and it's taught me to believe in myself and it's taught me to be efficient with my time and after all time is the most uh, valuable asset you have so I, I believe in reading I believe in learning I believe in always exploring but that one book is definitely a good read yeah Tim Ferriss uh, has written some great books, and The 4-Hour Workweek is one that I read as well a few years ago when it came out. It's a very interesting book. At first glance, you think, come on, this is just another millennial book where they're trying to tell you you don't have to work hard, but that's not what it's about at all. So awesome resource. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources that Frederick has been so kind to share on his Cars Yeah show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Frederick Osbo, and his last name is A-A-S-B-O, and there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called guest recommended books where this book will be listed along with the past 731 guest books there's gosh hundreds of books there i've got it set up so it's quick easy clicks to buy so i make it very very easy great resource all right we're up to the checkered flag frederick and this last one can be a bit of a doozy if you could have only one a very cool collector car in your garage and i'll include collector race car maybe it's a vintage car that you like but money's no object today I'm going to write you a big check. One of those big checks they give you when you win the championship with the beautiful women hold up, you know, that's about five feet long. What would that vehicle be and why? Oh, man. One single car. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just it's all I can afford with all these people I have on cars. Yeah. Let's see. Would it be the 935 Moby Dick? Would it be the Tom's JGTC Supra? Would it be the McLaren F1? Oh, man. You're listing some tough ones there. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I've it's that that's really hard. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll just say for today. Tomorrow you might change your mind. <laughs> right. Okay. For today. Yeah. I think I like the the old school race cars. How about one of those uh, Celicas from uh, from uh, was it IMSA or, or Trans Am in the states? Oh the, yeah, yeah, the IMSA or, cars. Yeah. Yeah, one of those Celicas. I'd love one of those in my garage. Ah. There's that's racing pedigree right there. Yeah. Um, fit in with my other Toyotas in the garage and uh, be happy to take it out on Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, that'd be cool. That's a very unique request. I, I get so many different kinds of cars and some of the typical mm-hmm. ones like the Ferrari GTOs and yep. things like that. But uh, that's a really unique one. I like you chose something unique and different. So it's somewhat attainable too. So that won't break the bank. So I appreciate that, Frederick, <laughs> very much. Well, Frederick, you have taken us on an awesome ride today. I knew we'd sit down, buckle up and go for a smoky fast ride with you. I've really enjoyed learning more about you. And I'm so excited for this upcoming season for you and the team. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that uh, Celica a la IMSA style race car? (laughs) I think the most inspiring footage I see in racing is probably Colin McRae rolling over in the forest going 120 miles an hour. He has not given up. He's looking over his shoulder as he's flying through the air. He's looking at where he will land <laughs> to continue. Yeah. I think there's a lesson in that. So uh, never give up. Stay pinned and uh, hold stumped. And I hope to see you at the Formula Drift races this year. Absolutely. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to keep in touch with what you're doing? Follow along with the racing. And I'll make sure I post all this on your show notes page. Instagram slash Frederick Ospo. Facebook, official Frederick Ospo, uh, you get the gist. I'm uh, in all the social media landscape. Reach out. I will try and respond when I can and uh, ask me questions. And most importantly, come up and say hi. I love sharing my love for cars and for drifting specifically. And uh, Formula Drift is a very open pit experience. And would love to see you guys all out there. Absolutely. Well, again, listeners, you can find everything Frederick has shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Frederick in that search bar, and his page will pop up. I encourage you to follow the season with he and his team. Uh, These guys are going to tear it up. They're going to rip it up. They are having some fun. Frederick, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your incredible experiences on the track with me and the Cars Out listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. And see you at the track. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.